she's April. And she's Molly. And we are <laughs> the book festies. Freezing! <laughs> because you do that all the time. Right? Welcome home from space. Shh! Secret locations. Effervescent thought bubbles by Molly. We don't trust you fuckers. Like, zero. How's that working out for you? Email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com. <laughs> what is wrong with you? You're so much. I'm getting used to the weather. I haven't lived in the north, in the north, mm-hmm. in the cold seasons mm-hmm. since I was in my t- early 20s. I tend to not wear coats, even though I do have no. one, uh, because I like to assert my dominance over the Southerners as a <laughs> proud Midwesterner who grew I have up been in the in snow. Texas too long. Yeah. Like, I can handle Texas winter, fine. I'm not cold. Mm-hmm. Maryland and I are going to have to learn to get along. Yeah. I think Maryland because, and I are going to have to learn to get along. I think because I moved to Virginia after th- four years in Ohio again. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, because I had lived in Texas for four years and in Florida. So, like, Virginia's five. warmer. Yeah. I mean, we just don't have a lot of snow mm. in Virginia. Although, we are supposed to have a bad win- winter. So, um I don't know. Awesome. Can't wait. Sweet. <laughs> um, so the girls have a school dance coming up. Aww, they're doing so like like a haunted trail and they're doing it outside on the, the tennis courts at the high How school. Is that a dance, so the haunted trail. How's that? I have no idea. But it's like just a like just it's a bunch of middle dance. school kids, possibly in costumes. But I told the girls that they could like invite friends over after, like, because it runs till eight. So mm-hmm. it's like, have a girlfriend sleep over, have a friend sleep over, and like, we'll yeah. do a movie after, and then they can go home the next morning later. And so Liv's already picked a friend because Livy can find a friend anywhere. I mean, and that's good that they've made friends already because they're still right? new and haven't been in public school in a few years. So yeah. So. Livy's already made a friend and she gave, she and Grace have been talking for a while now, I guess. Mm. Like they've been texting mm. and they, they mm-hmm. last weekend or the weekend before last, they FaceTimed for a whole day, mm-hmm. like eight hours total, like a full day. And so this week she goes, hey, I gave Grace your number so she could give her number, your number to her mom. So her mm-hmm. mom could text you. Because her mom wants to meet you before she comes over to spend the night. And they go, valid point, kids. That's valid fair. Point. That's fair, yeah. Um, so I I get this text the other day. And it's very, it's a very long text. Come to find out Grace's mom, like my husband, is a pretexter, So she will pre-write the texts like Matthew does. And like, anyway, so she was nervous to text me. Come to find out they're a Coasty family. Her really? husband is active. Her husband is active duty. Oh, that's so She's crazy. retired. She's a former enlisted. He went officer to enlisted. But she's stationed that. at headquarters. So we've probably, they're are my age, so they've probably crossed my paths, or we have same friends oh, in yeah. the same circles. Oh, yeah, because oh, yeah, the postcard oh, is so small. So it's small, so small. So my daughter and her daughter found the only other two Coasty kids in that, that entire middle school, and... It, it, it is true. The Coasties will find each other. I don't know mm-hmm. how we do it, but every time. 
Mm-hmm. Like every time. Yep. <sighs> Anyways, how was your week? Uh, it was fine. Um, busy, but good. Um, I went to the bookstore yesterday Mm -hmm. because I don't want to give too much away for our episode when we cover this book. Um, but everyone on social media is like obsessed with Akatar, right? A Court of Thorns Arisen. Oh my God. And we've never read it We've been avoiding it like the plague because we don't trust book talk. Yeah. We've had some issues where we've, you know, done the book the book talk suggestions and we've Facts. been like mm, no we don't trust you fuckers like zero <laughs> molly you gotta stop calling potential fans fuckers like we love you guys and i call everybody fuckers i call you a fucker and you're one of my favorite people so okay well valid um, points so i don't, don't want to give too much away but i uh finished it and yeah made i'm Tom almost done take with it too. to the bookstore yesterday so i could buy the rest of the series <laughs> And <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I have two hours left in that series. I mm-hmm. have blown through that first book mm-hmm. and I am a hundred percent finishing that series on our break. Yeah. Yeah. hundred so, percent. So what I normally do is I read a book while I'm listening to a book so that I can keep up with our pod. Uh, but mm-hmm. I've just decided that I'm going to try really hard to keep up with the pod while also listening to Akatar because I can't stop. Like it's, it, it, it's, it's addictive. So, so I have to tell you what happened at the bookstore yesterday. So okay. first of all, the whole family went to the bookstore because this is what we do. Right. right. So I immediately A go. family that reads together, you know, is smart together. Yeah. Smart. So I go to the section, the fantasy section, and I pull the, the next four books in the series. Uh-huh. Right now there's five books in the series. Jesus. And, and I put them in my cart <laughs> and then I go, are you guys going to get books? And the boys are like, nah, we don't want a book this week, which what the fuck? Weird. And then Tom was like, nah, I don't really want anything. And I was like, okay, so since no one else is getting anything, can I, can I get more books? <laughs> and Tom's like, well, that's kinda, you kind of have a hundred dollars worth of books there. And I was like, yeah, you're right. But nobody else wants books, so can I get more books? He's like, I actually never said no, so if you want to get more books, you can. So I ended up buying um, the first book that we'll read in season four, which Ooh, is a fan suggestion. Fan suggestion. We're uh, starting off strong this year, y'all. Yeah, January, we're coming out hard. So Tomorrow and Tomorrow mm-hmm. and Tomorrow um, by Gabrielle Zeven. I'm really um, excited about this book. This yeah, is on, too. That's been on my TBR. So I bought that one. I go up to the the register and um, I'm checking out and the woman who's helping me, you know, uh, I said, she's like, oh, I haven't actually read the Akatar series yet. And I was like, me either. So I run a podcast and um, we are covering the first book for the podcast. And I really wasn't sure if I would like it because like, Fairy porn, I don't know. Is that really my thing? Yeah. So, um, like, I typically do not like historical romance or historical mm-hmm. fantasy. And right. Akatar is kind of like, I mean, it's paranormal romance, but it's also historical fantasy. Really it's pushing into my work genre. Yeah. I mean, so I'm not a fan of my genre. Right. Really. So I was really surprised I like it. So I was telling her all this. And as I'm telling her this, she's already pulled out a stack of post it notes and a pen. And she's like, What's your podcast? And I was like, uh, it's called Book Besties. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I love that name. And I was like, yeah, so it's my best friend and I. And we live in different states. And this is kind of like our way of staying close. And over the last, like, year, because we've been doing this for a little over a year now, almost a year and a half, um, 
we've, this has actually been like a very bonding thing for us. Like we're a lot closer now than we really, yeah. And I mean, we've been friends for a long time. We've been best friends for a long time, but like this has even grown us more. Um, And Uh so she was like, I love this concept. I love podcasts. I'm 100% going to listen to you guys. And then she like wanted to know which preferred streaming platform so that she could make sure we helped our rating on that platform. And I was like, no. So I was like, well, we have a website and we're on like all the social medias and everything, but Apple is the one that we're the most rated on. So she's Uh like, great. That's usually where I listen to my podcast anyway. um, I'll go ahead and rate you guys and Young fan. Welcome, new fan. I know. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. And like, then when we went to dinner, like, I was still like processing it. You should have got her name. uh, Well, I was still like processing it when we went to dinner (laughs) after. And I was like, you know what's weird, Tom? And he's like, what? And I was like, I didn't like tell her I run this podcast, Book Besties. And then she wrote down the name. I just offhandedly was like, I run this podcast. I really love these books. I was talking about the books. And then she was like what's the podcast? Like she already wanted to know. So that was really cool for me. And then I thought it would be really funny if the bookstore what? had a book besties pod as you know, book besties display. And Tom was I- like, Tom was like, it should just be like a podcast display, but low key it's all book besties. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I had something similar happen a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I was um, in the romance section mm-hmm. and I was looking for something for the new season. Yeah. Like, just something, like, we haven't read, something that I figured that would be me, but also you would love because I'm struggling to find things we both love. And (laughs) that's only because you keep picking historical fiction. (laughs) I know. I know. So, like, I'm telling this, like, I I have my arms full of books because I can't control myself in the bookstore. And Matthew didn't go with me. They have baskets. Yeah, I know. But that's beside the point. I'm trying to set myself with a limit. So I don't get the basket. And How's that I working out for you? It's not great, by the way. It's not great, by the way. So um, I'm sitting there with my arm full of books. And Piper has her arm full of books. And yep. this chick's like, can I help you find something? And I go, I, I'm looking for a romance book. And I, and I explain to her what's been going on. And I go, I have this podcast with my bestie. And like I, 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 I've been failing her. And I go on and on. And she does the same thing. She goes, what's the podcast? Yeah. And I go, and I go, and I told her, and she pulls out her phone, she opens Spotify. Yeah. I fucking love when people do that now. Yeah. People do that now, and they instantly hit follow. And I'm I like, know. Oh. and it feels so and good. We appreciate because- you guys. Oh, we appreciate we totally do. meeting you guys in the wild. Like, we, we totally do. She actually asked when our new episodes come out and how frequently we do, and uh, she wanted to know, like, she probably listen. Yeah. She but- wanted to know, like, how do we release, how do you, we find out what you guys are listening or I, watching or reading or whatever. I will I like, do a quick, Shout out to that girl because she gave me where is it? Fuck, I lost it. No, I didn't. There it is. So the book she picked, she actually it's a series, and it's called The Fine Print. Oh, okay. I saw that one on your list. And I want to shout out to her because she said the way she described this is so good. And mm-hmm. I just I hope it is as good as she said. Well, I also, on a related note, also almost bought a book that I already own yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, wait, wait, wait. Was it a collectible? Because you do that all the time. No, no. It was a book we're reading for next season. um, The Department of Rare Books and Special 
was it special collection collections? And I it's one know. that I had picked for next season. And oh. uh, I had already owned it. And like, I was like, pulled it off Holding the shelf. It? And then it occurred to me that I made it an Instagram reel, a TikTok video, whatever with it. <laughs> so I was like, Oh wait, I already own this. And the woman that was helping me at the time was like, Oh, I've been there. And I was like, Guilty. Book people. So let's talk about this week's book, huh? Let's talk about this week's book. So this week is the Mary Shelley Club by uh, Goldie Maldowski. Oh, and this is a library my... copy. This is a library copy. Goodness. Support local libraries. Don't just buy books. Local Support libraries. local libraries. Um, damn, I'm not a fan book. of the color. I'm not a fan of the cover. You're not a fan of the cover. It, well, it doesn't mm-hmm. really match the story at all. It doesn't match the story. It doesn't match wrong. the story at all. So um, I do have a synopsis I wrote. But I want to read what the author pre-wrote on Tumblr because I loved her breakdown so much. And then I'll give you my breakdown. Okay, but we'll link that below because this is right. Right. Um, Her her proprietary information. This is her proprietary information. This is from her website directly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm going to link her Tumblr in general because there's a lot of stuff on there. There's Mm -hmm. she has like little flashcards for each of the characters. It's a whole thing. We'll get into it. Okay. Um, when the Mary, okay, the Mary Shelley Club, aka the Last Girl in the UK, that's what the UK book is titled. Mm-hmm. When it comes to horror movies, the rules are clear: avoid abandoned buildings, warehouses, and cabins at all times. Stay together. Mm-hmm. Don't split up. Mm-hmm. Not even just to check something out. Mm-hmm. If there's a murderer on the loose, do not make out with anyone. Good call. If only surviving in real life was this easy. Mm-hmm. New girl Rachel Chavez turns to horror movies for comfort, preferably stabby serial killer and homicidal dolls to the bored rich kids of... And to the bored rich kids in... Homicidal dolls. To the bored rich kids of prep mandatory prep and certain memories she can't prepare to bury. Why did that blend? That's weird. Then Rachel is recruited by the Mary Shelley Club, a mysterious society of students who orchestrated fear tests, elaborate pranks inspired by urban legends and movie tropes. At first, Rachel embody, embraces the power that comes with re- reckless pranks, but as the fear test escalates, the competition turns deadly, and it's clear Rachel is playing a game she can't afford to lose. I'm going to add a question real quick. Before I read my synopsis, because I just had a thought. Oh my God, this book. Yeah. Oh my God, this book. Well, I'm pretty far ahead in our reading. And so I actually read this book like, hmm, I don't know, like a month ago. So I'm just hoping I can remember everything. (laughs) Oh man. But yeah, this book, this book was a little. This uh, book. Okay. So Molly synopsis. Okay. Something terrible happened to Rachel Chavez last year. Her mother thought after this terrible thing, a change of venue was in order. So now Rachel must attend a rich kid's school in the Upper East Side of Manhattan. After a party she attends turns weird, she figures out that there is something going on at Manchester Prep. That Mm. something is the Mary Shelley Club. But this club may not be the second chance she was hoping for. Yeah. Mine's a little bit quicker. Oh, man. Mine's a little bit quicker. Okay, sorry. First question. Well, this is normally not, this is one, words. Words. well, this is one of our normal genres. Mary Shelley Club isn't really our scene. 
This homage to horror films and teen slashers really hooked me. What did you think of this book overall? It's not one of my normal genres. I don't read like spooky books and right. horror and things like that. Well, I meant YA because it's technically a YA book. It is YA and I do like YA, but I this is not a book I would have ever read had you not made me. But Right. Um but I didn't I didn't hate it. I actually really enjoyed the book. Um uh, so, I mean, yeah, I, I enjoyed the book. I thought it was really different. I thought it was unique in some ways. There were some things that were pretty cliche and like, uh-huh. um, I mean, you, it's kind of hard to write about horror movies and not be cliche because there's so many right. tropes and cliches. There's in so horror many movies. tropes and right. cliches when it comes to this stuff. I feel like there is one huge plot hole in this book that I can't reveal right now because it has to do right. with we're like, gonna the t- ending. Right. But there's one huge plot hole that really bugged me about this book. But okay. overall, I liked it. Okay. Um, I normally don't do a ton of horror. Like, I do thrillers, mm. and I do... I don't do the blood gush. I do scary movies only in the October. Like, yeah. I don't... This is not my normal jam. I don't but know that the, I would really call this horror. I mean, the library where I checked it out from called it thrillers and mystery and i think that's more what okay. it is like to yeah. me, horror is like people be murdering and murdering and murdering i um, really enjoyed this like this was this book hacked me from the beginning to end i was enthralled oh yeah. like oh yeah i'm it's, not gonna lie it'll, it'll hook you and i listened to the audiobook and i thought the narrator did a fantastic job with the fantastic the job oh um, yeah and i will include the audible link hashtag not sponsored of who yeah. the audible narrator is because it's very good. Oh it's yeah, for sure. Very good. Spectacular. Sure. Um, Goldie Moldovsky is also new to us in our pod. Mm-hmm. What did you think of her writing style? I like it um, mm-hmm. because I'm thinking that tends to be her genre is more mystery thriller. I probably won't read her again unless you put her back on yeah. the pod. But it's. I but I don't think I she's. A, I don't think she's a bad writer. I think she was really good at like, especially when you're writing these kind of like thriller things, you mm-hmm. really have to write to the senses, which I think yeah. we've talked about that before. Like romance writing with the and, five senses, and, and romance is the same way, right? You have to like not using smell and not romance. Smell. Yeah, I freaking hate that. But um, she did a good job writing to the senses. Like I felt mm-hmm. the pan. I mean never really scared me this book never scared me but like I felt the panic that Rachel was feeling Mm -hmm. like there was a good and part of that is the audiobook narrator just there's so much tension yeah 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 so I thought the writing was really good um I I checked out the book I checked out the book because um I one of the things that I really thought was interesting was the book is completely first person except Mm -hmm. when you get the people who are the target the horror stories and then it switches to third person um, from their perspective, but not first person, third person mm-hmm. omniscient. So you know everything that they're experiencing. And so I wanted to check out the book to see if that was formatted differently. And it's not really like the, it's not in italics or anything. The chapter just starts by like listing the person's name, but it's a very clear change and deviation from Rachel's story. And I thought that was a really creative way to do it because you are now in the head of the person being scared. You're sensing it. It, it yeah. it's very much it's very much we're we're watching a horror movie, right? Yeah. The right. author wanted each fear test to feel like right. a horror film. And right. I dig it. And I dig it. She and wanted because, you to be scared. Right. And you were scared for those characters. Right. And, and because Rachel was a part them. of the fear test, 
you couldn't get that same perspective if you were still yeah. first person from Rachel's point of view. Yep. So I we would just be really seeing cool. what Rachel's seeing. You're right. not going to, and it's a smart choice for the author because mm-hmm. having to figure out how to explain what goes down on these fear tests mm-hmm. from Rachel's point of view would right. have been a pain in the ass. Right. And you can't put Rachel as the primary scary. You can't put her right. in the middle of all this when she's right. new. So well, you it have is to figure out a way. It, it especially would have been um, totally difficult, um, the chapter in which her friend dies, because yes. that fear test was different from her perspective than it was going to be from else, for sure. Yeah. And um, I have to say that, like, I think a couple weeks ago, one of the things we talked about with Midnight Bargain was that we wish that they would have done some flashbacks, some more, like point of views from other characters and how that book was in third person. So it could have been yeah. very easy to do that. Here's an example of a first person narration in which you were able to switch to third person and it didn't bother anybody. No, and it you didn't know, honestly, anybody. it, the story needed it. Yeah. The story needed it. This yeah. is a very good case of where the story absolutely had to have a change in point of view. Yeah. Or you're not telling the story right. Right. And it and it was a good, it was a smart choice. and Very smart And choice. that's, you know, that's one of the things that I say a lot on here in, in general. Smart. I, I prefer to read smart writing. I do. Except and I, I also think, like to read smut, so I don't know. I mean, smut I'm can be conundrum. smart. Smart can be smut. Not if you're Tessa Smart can Bailey. be smart? Not with Tessa Bailey. <laughs> Since we're talking about Rachel, is she a heroine? Or because of her story, she's a victim of circumstance. By the way, I love that this question has come back in season three. Because I we, love it too because of the characters we completely abandoned it in season two. But, but um, these new characters have demanded this conversation. Yeah. I don't think she is. So I think that she's trying to survive. Um, she's she, a survivor for yeah, sure. She, the book starts with an attack. Someone... Two people break into her home and um, one runs away, but the other one chases her and he has a knife and he pins Mm -hmm. her down and she ends up struggling and then he dies by falling on the knife. So essentially she killed him, right? I mean, it was self-defense, you know, whatever. They were broke Mm -hmm. into her home, but she's just trying to survive that. And that's really how she gets involved with Mary Shelley club. And I don't think that anything she does in there is very heroic. I think it's just her trying to like overcome whatever the fuck's going on. Yeah. Right. right. It's survival. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't think at the beginning she was a heroine, but I think by the end she turned into one. Hmm. That's interesting. Because she had to, when things happen the way they happened, I think she had to become one to survive and stay alive. Mm. I, we'll I talk just, about it at the end. We'll talk about the agree. ending. But I think it's a fair point that you're making, yeah. even though I don't agree. That's okay. We'll talk about... We'll defend our points when we get talking about the ending. I, this is like what you said a few weeks ago. I don't know that I can defend my point. <laughs> <laughs> I just know how I feel. It's just how I feel. <laughs> It's a sense in this part of me. (laughs) Rachel has made 
Rachel has made. No, Rachel has had so much trauma. Do you think it's a good choice for her mother just to send her to a school full of rich kids? So I don't know that that was really like the decision. Like, hey, we're going to go to the school for rich kids. I think that she wanted her. Not a great parenting choice. No, but I think she wanted her to have a change of scenery and not live in the house in which she killed somebody. And her mom was working at the school. So it's not like her mom enrolled her there so that she would be like ostracized. Her mom was working there. She just got her a different school and moved locations to try to find her something different. I don't think there was anything wrong with that because I feel like if your kid experiences that kind of trauma that you would want to like do whatever you can to help them cope with that trauma. What, what I don't get is like, she's still in the state of New York. She's still within driving distance of that house. And if you're really like. house in New Jersey, the house where she was attacked? Long Island. So they're like on the rest of the like of the you know the island of Manhattan, and like my thought bubble here is like if you're gonna move her just a little bit down the road, why not move her? Move her. Let's move her further away. Let's get her off this island. Let's get her away from this. If you're really like you know what we need to change, I'm gonna move her to a big city where she's never gonna have panic attacks. Well, and I'm not totally sure that it was. (laughs) Yeah, I mean I understand what you're saying, but I'm not totally sure that it was completely like hey. I'm going to do this for her. I think if I left my kid alone and they got attacked in my house and then had to kill their attacker, I'm not so sure I would want to stay there either. And then like, and then like, okay, so like, this is, this, I, this bugs me. Her parenting choices bother me. Then we set Rachel loose in the Upper East Side of Manhattan. After she's been attacked, one of the people have gone missing and just left. And she's just going to let her go, run free in one of the biggest cities in the world, and just hope nothing happens to her. Let's just act like she wasn't nearly murdered last year. Well, I just I don't know I that that's, her parenting choices. I don't know that that's really what was happening, though, Molly, because she was home every day until she started becoming part of the Mary Shelley Club. That's true. She was like her mom was but, trying I mean, to get her out the door, like go right. do things, go try to be normal. I don't know. I guess I, I, I don't know what I would do as a parent without being in this situation. But I Let's feel like I never find out. But I feel like you absolutely need the setting of the rich kid school that's mostly For, white. Oh, this is only a rich kid thing. Right. But you need this For school. Rich. You need this school that's rich kids who are mostly white and she's not rich and not white. Like you need her to be an outcast. Because, like... This doesn't work. Right. And also these sort of secret societies, like the Mary Shelley Club, they are notorious at boarding schools and very fancy pants uh, uh, private schools. So you wouldn't have this at, like, your local, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, local neighborhood school. Like, that's not... No. 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 It's Um, the Rory Gilmore thing, right? It's the fucking Rory Gilmore thing. It's the... Yeah, wasn't the there a scholarship secret, kit? It wasn't there a secret society at her school, and the redheaded chick in Paris wanted in, but Rory got in. What the fuck? Oh yeah, and they had to sneak into the dean's office. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. yeah, that's pulling into my knowledge a little bit. I can't remember what it was called though. I but like, either. but like, I guess RBG was in this group, and like they named all these famous people that are in this group. Anyways, yeah. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We are going into Gilmore Girls lore, not. 
the book we're supposed to be in. Okay, let's try this again. Hey, um, it was it was relative. At least I stayed on track. This it week. was linear, unlike my thought bubbles that are just yeah, um, effervescent before... thought bubbles by Molly. Thank you. They bounce all over the place. They're bubbly. It's like champagne. They're in there for a little bit, right? They, that and isn't a, that isn't a best, the best thing to have when you're trying to to be linear. Molly's thought bubbles. But, Effervest. Like <laughs> um, before we talk about the fear tests, because we got to talk about these fear tests. I mean, that's like the I want to. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about the club. Okay. First, let's talk about the current members. We right. have Bram Wilding, mm-hmm. Thayer Turner, mm-hmm. Felicity Chu, Freddie Martinez, and Rachel Chavez. The mm-hmm. author put um, fantasy her fantasy casting on the. Her Tumblr, her website. I didn't know any um, of those people. I know some of them, and uh, it, them. Oh, it, it's like a flashcard, and it like has like their favorite movies, and like um, it's a very interesting choice to like do that, especially when this hasn't been picked up yet. Um, what did you think of this group? What did you think of the members? Did you have a favorite member? Did you like anybody the most? Um, I really liked Fair. I liked Fair. I thought he was totally fucked up. He reminded me, but, but like had a good heart. He reminded me of, I cannot think of his name, maybe Connor. He was the guy from how to get away with murder. The gay guy, right? Who the very first episode, he was saying smile or we're all going to jail. And like that, that like sort of thing that was there. That's what I kept picturing. Um, Um, I, I want to say that I liked Freddie, but I knew from Jump that Freddie was bad news. Freddie was skeevy. I knew from Jump he was going to somehow be involved in Rachel's You know lives. who Freddie reminds me of? And I'm going to pull this up. I'll keep talking while I figure it out. Well, um, I thought Bram was an interesting choice. I know they're trying to, like, set this dichotomy of, like, he's, like, really fancy pants rich and, like, super, super popular. And, like, why would he hang out with the rest of the club? But the interesting thing is I kind of wondered if he and Rachel were going to have a thing or something because right. I think he was, I think he was playing a role within his school. He mm-hmm. was the most popular kid. So, so he was going to date the most popular girl. He was the richest. So he was going to throw the best parties. And I don't think that's who he was. Like, I think who no. he was, was inside the Mary Shelley club. So it made more sense to me that like, it makes sense to me that he was not happy about what Freddie was actually doing with Rachel right. because it infiltrated the like sanctity of something that he, well, his, it, his it, place it, where he feels safe. It sullied the club, right? Right. It right. sullied club. It, it, it made it dirty and it got blood on it. And it used to be something pure and fun and simple. Right. And, right. and Freddie was ruining it. You know what Freddie reminds me of is, did you see Scream? Um, I when- think I saw the first one. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. I don't really movies. like horror movies, so it's not. Okay, so in Scream with Matthew Lillard and Skeet Ulrich, the very first one, mm-hmm. Skeet Ulrich plays a nice guy that turns into this scary, disgusting, mm-hmm. and that's what Freddy is. And it's very much a mm-hmm. young Skeet Ulrich in that, and and I could see how Freddy would like be obsessed with right. Getting revenge because I think that's one of Freddie's favorite roles, movies. But it 
each of these characters have different reasons for being needing feeling like they need to be a part of this club. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting how they all take on different parts of the club and why they need it. Mm-hmm. Freddie feels like he's his best self. And I think Freddie is using it to become this, the monster he is, right? Mm-hmm. So, um. I did not like Felicity. Ever. I didn't like Felicity either. She was Ever. entitled. She was so entitled. I don't understand how she ended up being a part of the murdering in the end. Like, how do you get to that know. place? She probably likes it. She's probably yeah. obsessed with she's knives crazy. and all that. Like, she's, she's crazy. She's crazy. So, part of the club is they have a couple things that they do. They mm-hmm. do the fear tests, they have movie mm-hmm. nights, and then initiation. So, I want right. to talk about the rules, and then, or, let's, oh, excuse me. Sorry. So, for Rachel's initiation, they had to... They had they taken her to the secret location, right? Mm-hmm. And they had her in the dark, and they were scaring, trying to scare her. And then they made her tell what happened to her. Yeah, she was supposed to share like what she is the most afraid of. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen? Did you watch the show Greek when it was on, or have you ever seen the show Greek? It was a long time ago. If I did. I probably okay, only watched well, a couple episodes. This will be for my friend Megan, Florida Megan, because girl, Florida we, Megan. we used to watch Greek together in our apartment when we lived together. So I, I know that. she will know what I'm talking about. But um, Cappy and Evan, who are like the two main guy characters, uh-huh. two of the main guy characters, they are obsessed with this like secret society in their college. And mm-hmm. they finally get like put in like initiated into it and their ritual is that they go to a secret location and they have to share like their biggest secrets and what they're most afraid of so i couldn't not picture cappy and evan like and when um uh casey who's the main girl character she discovers it too and so she has to be initiated as well and like the stuff she's sharing is like so trivial and like everybody is annoyed and like it just that that was what that moment for me like it really took me out of this book (laughs) and back to greek sorry that's okay that's funny actually um i feel like they already knew this information because of theirs that's what they say, but that's right. not why they knew it. Right, 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 right. Which I want to get into that. I want to get into that. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the rules. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to go over the rules of the Mary Shelley Club and we can talk about them. Okay. Mary Shelley Club is a secret. Duh. Yeah. First rule and of they've Mary heard Shelley all Club of, we don't talk about Mary says, They've heard all the Fight Club jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone gets one fear test that's all members must help execute. You must perform the test that the leader of that fear test assigns you. You must pick your target before the t- test starts. That's your eight ball. You must scare everyone else in the room, but if you don't sink your eight ball, you failed the test. The game isn't over till everyone has their turn. Judging is left up to the other player's discretion. A member of the club may never be a target. If you break any of these rules, your game is over. If your test ends when your target screams. Mm-hmm. Whew. So, these rules. They don't feel like much when we're first reading the book. 
right? They, they, they feel... A second plot hole just occurred to me. Sorry. Okay. They, they feel inconsequential. You're like, okay, they're mocking Fight Club. Mm -hmm. Whatever. So, what's this plot hole? Um, well, it has to do with the ending. Because they oh, say okay. Rachel was never in the club. But that's not true, because she was initiated. They told her that she was on... There actually is an argument at the end, and I'll explain it. Oh, is it because she was still on probation or whatever? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Dumb. Yeah. Okay, so... The rules... When they first give them to Rachel, they feel inconsequential. And these mm -hmm. rules actually don't come back up until the ending. Till the end, right. Till the end. So um, she gives, she's given all the information and not, what, a week later, they jump into the first fear test. Right. Which, um, oh, shit. Before we talk about the first fear test, I want to talk about how she found out about them. Okay. Um, the reason Rachel figured out or kind of figured out what they were doing is because her friend, Chandra, dragged her to this party, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And at this party, they were at this abandoned house and they pranked the whole class, like everybody, right? And, right. and then Bram's this popular- And like, it's the right. brunt of right. it. Right, go ahead. You can go ahead. Take it over. No, I mean, I was just going to say- she sees Bram and his girlfriend fighting right. and basically Bram was trying to tell her to go home because they were going to do the, the fear test and he didn't want her to get caught up in it. But right. what ends up happening is that she gets caught up in it and she laughs, Rachel laughs. And so mm -hmm. of course now she has a complete and utter enemy, mortal enemy. Right. Right. Um, right. Which makes it difficult because Bram Lux is in the club. McCray. Right. Lux. But what ends up happening is she's figured out who's in the club. And so basically they don't really have a choice, but to let her in because she already knows. Everything. Right. What's weird is like, you never like ever think Lux and Bram like each other. Mm -mm. I for like, no, it's like the two popular kids that got together because they were the two popular kids. Right. Yeah. It's like uh, this, a Cinderella story with Hillary Duff. It's mm -hmm. the, it's uh whatever the fuck his name is from one tree hill it's him and that girl they the blonde one yeah yeah they have to be together because they're the two most popular people even though they don't like each other like that makes it's no stupid. sense to me just date the people you like who cares right <laughs> right so that test was like a ouija board and they had sound and they fucked with everybody and turned right. the lights off it was a whole thing yeah it, they um, told a story that thayer told a story of like a murder that happened in that house and Rachel was the only one that laughed. Everybody else was fucking scared. Right. So, so Thayer's target is Trevor Driggs. Come to find out, Trevor Driggs is petrified of, um, of clowns. Clowns. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. And so they set up this whole test for Trevor to be petrified by a clown. Um, what did you think of this fear test? I thought it was hilarious. The guy peed oh himself, my God. which was amazing. He peed himself. Uh, but this was the first time that we get the story told from the third person point of view, right? So somebody yeah. else's uh, point of view. Um, and I thought it was really funny. I thought it was weird that it worked. Like, brah, there's just like a clown in your house. I know you're drunk, but come on. This is obviously not real. I'm and also, Bram is, like, Bram is like supposed to be dead on the ground, killed by the clown, and like then he's just supposed to be at school. Like, how do you, how do you, <laughs> like, it made no sense. It made no sense. 
I don't get it. It, it, it. What's funny about Trevor and what's kind of sad about Trevor is like, we get it. He was a dick. Mm-hmm. We get it. He was a dick. But making the kid piss in pants, you weren't just scaring him. You were embarrassing him. You knew it. what you were doing. He was awful they, to Thayer. They were, he was awful to Thayer. So, I mean, he mm-hmm. did have it coming. Mm-hmm. He did piss his pants. But then they add insult to injury. They start attacking this kid at school afterwards. Right? Like, uh, Chew, she starts throwing stuff at him. No, no, right? no. That was, that was the, that was Chew's fear test person. Somebody else throws oh. something at him first and then she continues doing it. Yes. Okay. Um, so for the next fear test is Felicity, Felicity Chu. Mm -hmm. And her target is her Mm ex-boyfriend. And he works, his dad, his stepdad owns a car dealership and he likes to take girls there to make out. And he wears gold chains. And And he wears gold chains. He's like this douchey Jersey Shore guy, right? right? And I don't know if I can find the video, but there's this guy who makes reels and TikTok videos about if he does this, he's a hoe. And he has a whole yeah. one about gold chains. If he wears chains, he's a hoe. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I, I could not yet. think about it. I couldn't not think about it. <laughs> Tie pin, bespoke suit, a fat gold Rolex on his wrists, which according to him was the only piece of jewelry a man should wear beside brass knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> that's nonsense. <laughs> Nonsense. Sim, Sim liked skinny chains, thick chains, gold and silver. Whatever. Chains were hot to him. <laughs> Anyways, so this kid, he likes to take girls he's hooking up with to his stepdad's car lot mm-hmm. at night. Mm-hmm. And Felicity goes and gets a meat hook. Mm-hmm. And you can do the math from there. You can do the math from there. But something happens there. Mm-hmm. Things go sideways. And this is when things start to freak out the club a little bit. What did you think about this? And like the way that things were turning for the club after this? Well, I'm sorry. I'm going to jump ahead for a spoiler. I know you want to talk more about this at the end, and that's fine. But I had a feeling from the beginning that um, Freddie was involved in Rachel's attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when the mask that happened to be at Rachel's attack that the attackers were wearing starts showing yeah. up in the fear test, I was 100% convinced that Freddie was a part of the attack. Really? I knew. Honestly, I thought he was the guy that ran away. That's what I thought. I thought it was Freddie's brother. I thought it was Freddie's brother. I that thought Freddie's brother that ran away. Oh, okay. And I thought it was like a stage robbery and Freddie was doing this to like torture Rachel for almost getting and getting his friend killed or his cousin killed well, or whoever the guy was. That's what Freddy. I was thinking too. I thought Freddie ran away and his friend got murdered Died. and he wasn't yeah. happy about it. Or not murdered. I mean, it's not really murder if it's, you know. Self-defense. Uh, it was self-defense. self-defense. Anyway, right. she killed him. But I thought it was a break-in. I'd gone mm-hmm. wrong and that 
his friend died. And that's what I thought absolutely happened. Um, And so when that mask starts showing up again, I was absolutely convinced. And I Mm -hmm. know it's supposed to be like the red herring, right? Oh, Bram got knocked over. So he has this weird bruising now. And he, and you know, this and that, and this and that, like they, they try to distract from it being Freddie, but I never trusted him. Never. No, no. And I, and when making him a love interest made it harder to trust him too. And when Bram told her, you need to drop out of the club at that one dance that they were at, I was like, or the Halloween party. I was like, I was like, he's telling her to do that. Not because he doesn't want her there. It has nothing to do with Lex and how he doesn't want his girlfriend to be upset. And he doesn't want her there. It has to do with the fact that some shady shit's happening and he Mm -hmm. doesn't want that disruption. Because he's a good person. Well, and it's not only that, that club is his home. Right. You know? It, literally it, they meet at his house they meet at his house literally but, they meet at but his house. it's the place where he feels the most himself and so mm-hmm. for him to to have that violated that's why he wanted rachel to quit he did not right. want her there because that was a violation of the thing that he found sacred yeah. um and so yeah so i i thought that from the beginning that gave away to me that something was happening and that rachel was going to be a target but yeah but i i, I but they also do it, a good job making it a decoy, making it seem like it wasn't one of the members mm-hmm. of the club that was well, wearing the mask. At the so. beginning, after um, Rachel's, not Rachel's, after Felicity's, I thought it was Lux. Mm-hmm. I thought Lux had figured until everything Lux out. Until Lux got attacked. Until Lux got attacked. And that's where I'm going next. Um, I'm going to blow through these next two because we're getting tight on time. Mm. Um, so It Lux, wasn't even that long of a book. <laughs> No, it's just I, the way I broke it down. So Lux was next, and Lux mm-hmm. was Rachel's target, and the Which reason Rachel Lux was, picked because she, she was knew mad at Bram, and she was trying to cause drama. And what they did was the Home Alone thing, right? Mm-hmm. But this time Lux got hurt, right? Mm-hmm. A lot more hurt she than was somebody in the hospital. else. Hospital, right? And then after that is Bram's test, mm-hmm. Andra. Who is also Rachel's only friend at the school. Right. And it happens during the ski weekend that the unofficial ski weekend that these kids put together. Mm-hmm. And Sandra dies. Yeah, they drug her. They drug her. Which wasn't part of, it wasn't no. part of Brand's Sandra plan. dies. And mm-hmm. they create this chaos at the ski house. And she falls through a skylight. And we learn later that Thayer had followed her up onto the ceiling, onto the roof. Mm-hmm. And was by the, the way, when she's making out with that guy that she thinks is Freddie's friend, mm-hmm. is she actually making out with somebody in the mask? Like, was it Thayer? Because she talks about how it so. feels rubbery. Because Thayer's gay. I know that. Isn't he? Yes, he is. But she talks about how the his lips feel rubbery. And she's maybe starting it was to just, spiral because she's drugged. Maybe it was the drugs that made her think his lips felt rubbery. I was like, oh, that's the mask guy. And then we find out um, later it was there. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him to make out with a girl. I mean, just because he's gay. Yeah. Like high no, school, no but for like to things. help finish the test, he would. Yeah, he would. Um, oh, yeah. So I want to talk about Freddie's test and then I'll get into the last of the questions. Mm-hmm. Or actually... Yeah, fuck it. We'll just talk about Freddy's test. So Freddy's test is the end of this book. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, fuckers! I know. Stop telling the friend our our, our listeners they're fuckers. Um, spoiler alert: there is 
a big thing held for Sandra at the school after mm-hmm. she's dead. And on this, like, somebody spray paints the names of the club on her memorial. Mm-hmm. And then on the back, they put a sign up that says, finish the test. Or whatever mm-hmm. it is. So the club knows they have to finish, right? And so mm-hmm. Freddie's pushing them to finish. It's because he wants to kill freaking I can't believe Rachel. they went along with it because, like, it's supposed to be that they don't know who is who has put that up there. They don't know who's kind of sold them out. But they do know. They absolutely they know, know that Freddie's the one that did it. And I'm surprised that they weren't all, I'm out. I'm done. You I think destroyed it's- the first rule. I think it's fear and peer pressure that led them to where they were, honestly. Well, I think Felicity because was just batshit crazy, and Thayer was Felicity. losing his shit because yeah. he was there when was, Sandra fell. I'm sorry, but Thayer was drunk. I feel like Thayer was just drunk the whole time. Well, they end After- up attacking Thayer as well. I mean, he was not mm-hmm. holding his shit together very well because no. he was the, he was there when he she was fell. The, I, he's blaming himself for Sandra's he death. Tried he tried to catch her. Killed- yeah, he thinks he killed Sandra. Well, he didn't and know she was drugged. No, no, and that's awful. Mm-hmm. And so, come to find out, Freddie planned this whole elaborate thing to kill, to scare Rachel, to scare Rachel, her, but... scare Rachel. He, I mean, at the end, he felt like he wanted he to tried kill her. To kill her. Yeah. Um, but this was to scare Rachel because she's the reason one of their members were dead. Mm-hmm. And Rachel was a part of a fear test the year before mm-hmm. and accidentally killed one of their members. From another school. Mm-hmm. So the Mary Shelley Club is not just a local thing to their school. And this is where I give this. This is my plot hole, Molly. Oh, boy. The rules of the club are... That you have to choose your victim. That's your mm-hmm. A-ball. Right? That's the rule you yeah. read. The guy that Rachel was attacked by and then subsequently killed didn't know her. Why was she the target? Why was she the target of that fear test? I'm wondering if it was the guy that ran off that knew her from school. Well, we never do find out who that guy is, so it's I'm possible. I'm wondering... And she did, leave but it they open didn't go ended. to the same school either. She no. Rachel went to a lo- like a, a public school, and those yeah. kids were at a private school. So I don't even know. Th- I don't know why Rachel was picked, and that and- to me is a plot hole that kept me from giving this more of a higher rating. I still rated it pretty high. I gave. I, I know you're going to ask I mean- me, but I gave it four out of five stars. I would have given it four and a half if they explained how Rachel was the target of the I- first. Of I- the first I- one. I- this book leaves is left open-ended, especially when we find out there's more chapters. I feel like she was leaving this open in case she should decide to do a sequel of some oh, sort. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Uh, of course. Um, But the only two that end up surviving or being left to, you know. I mean, Thera survives, but he's very badly injured. And Bram barely survives. And Rachel barely survives. And mm. everything Okay. You know, I'm not really happy about this situation right now, which has nothing to do with what we're doing. And it's going to take me out of this. But Tom was filming something in here for Uh our bonus episode, which will come up in December or January. I don't really know when it is in schedule. And I just realized that my mic has been turned up the whole time to the setting that I don't use. And my camera has been in the wrong place the whole time. So I keep moving it, which it's not fixing it. And he moved my lights. Like, why is he in my studio and fucking my shit Stop up? touching my stuff! 
Listen, I know you're going to hear this, Tom, Thomas, because you are going to edit this, but stop messing with my shit. Stop touching your stuff. When I came up here yesterday to put some books on the shelf, my laptop was open. Like, he left it open. Rude. Right. I'm not happy about the situation. I'm sorry to deviate from what we're doing here, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to be crackly on this episode, and he's going to have to try to figure out how to fucking fix it because he set my microphone wrong. Ah, marriage. Makes me think of what Monica says to Chandler. Marriage. It's not for everyone. Not for everyone. <laughs> um, I only have a few more things I want to talk about, and then we can well, move good, on we're almost to next out of time. Week. Good. Um, the ending of this book. Were you surprised, like, how this came to be? I was surprised that um, Felicity would result, would, would murder someone like that was shocking to me i'm not like how did we get from this quiet weird angsty girl to like she's gonna murder someone that that was too far-fetched for me but i was not surprised at all that freddie was setting rachel up and that Mm -hmm. somehow was connected to her attack even though it was like very distantly um it it was enough that like yeah Uh so no i wasn't surprised (laughs) So let's talk fantasy casting and movies because the author's okay. already started on her website. Like she has those flashcards. So was there anyone specific when it came to this casting? I know we talked about it a little at the top, but was there anything like that? Any character directly that dropped out at you that you're like, yeah, I want this person in this movie or no? So, because I knew you wanted me to look at the cast at like the casting and like come up with my list. I have a list for all the characters. Oh, cool. Um, so I think Rachel, uh, Rowan Blanchard, um, Girl Meets World. She was mm-hmm. Riley. She'd be cute. She'd yeah. be awesome as Rachel. Um, Felicity, Lana Condor. Lana. Yes, Lana. yes, from P.S. I Love You. P.S. I Love You. Yeah. Um, I think she could do angsty, yeah. even though she's very, like, cutesy. Up she did in that this one. really I think she can fun. Be she did this really fun movie for sci-fi or series for sci-fi where she played, like, this bad fight-ass fighter chick like uh-huh. she can definitely she's multi she's very multifaceted she's a good actress cool um so for bram it was tanner buchanan he was also in girl meets world but he what people would know him from is cobra kai oh okay so he plays Riley. does he play riley on cobra kai mm, that might be his that I'll might be riley's it. he um he his character is uh johnny's son in cobra mm. kai um, there, okay, so I'm not gonna lie, I pictured there is white <laughs> initially, but the author has a picture of a black male, and so mm-hmm. I started looking through more like teens of color. I went that way when I was looking for my list, mm-hmm. and I think Miles Gutierrez Riley, who is from Love Victor, the Hulu series, I oh, think he'd yeah. be awesome. Right. Um, he'd be awesome. He might not be as flamboyant as I'm picturing Riley, but, uh, or I'm sorry, I, I'm, I'm picturing Miles, but uh, Thayer, gosh, wrong name three fucking times. Um, but he, yeah, I think he would do, he would do well. You um, know who I was thinking? Tyler James William, a young Tyler James William. Like from? Uh, Abbott Elementary. Everybody hates Chris and Abbott Elementary. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, but I don't know. I don't, yeah, he might be right. That might a young be okay. one of him. Okay. Um, and then for um for fuck for Freddie, um 
Oh, wait. Did I give you the wrong one? I may have given you the wrong one. Freddie Michael Chimino, I think is how you say name. He's from Love, Victor. That's who I'm thinking of. Who is Miles Gutierrez Riley? Now I can't remember who that is. Did you have any favorite horror or scary films? Um, I do not like scary movies. Oh, sorry. Miles Gutierrez Riley is not from Love, Victor. He is from the upcoming On the Come Up movie, which is based oh, yeah. on the um, the book by... Um, oh my gosh. I cannot believe I forgot... I can see her in my head. Anna, um, Angie Thomas. I've I met oh. her too. She's awesome. Uh, he would be great. He would be great as him. So horror movies. I don't like horror movies. I, as a kid, that's my mom's favorite genre. She really? loves horror movies. So I watched way too many of them when I was way too yeah. young. And I really deeply disliked them. But in the 90s, for some reason, I thought it was cool to watch them. So I saw like all the 90s horror. Like Same. I don't know what you I know what you did last summer and um Final Destination. Yeah, all those. All those. Final Destination 2 still fucks me up. I will not drive behind a truck yeah. that has logs in it. Fuck that shit. That's how you die. There are so many of us millennials that are like scarred because of that movie. Right. That's 100% how you die. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't really like scary movies so I don't have a favorite horror movie. Um, that's not that's not my thing. How about you? And um, Final Destination. I like yeah. those. Um, yeah. Any vampire movies. Lost Boys. Those kind of things. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like the dark and twisty ones like that. I mean, I, I like the my, interview with a vampire, but I don't think that really counts as horror. I prefer my horror to have a touch of fantasy because the more realistic it is, the more scary it is to me. Yeah. Like, um, like movies like The Fifth Kind, where it's, the, you know, the one about the therapist up in Alaska who I really like, talks to all her. So all of her patients have been abducted by aliens. And the more she dives into it, the more like weird shit starts happening and they have actual footage from the actual therapist in Alaska who was dealing with these actual patients and a lot of fucking weird shit happened up there. No, and this is why you. I never go to Alaska. No, thank you. But no, thank you. Um, That's next week. Oh, well, if it's okay with you, I wanted to share more than just what's next week because yeah, yeah, this I'm is sorry. the last week of October. So if you follow us on social media, you already have this list. If you do not follow us on lo- social media, Go and follow. I try again. If you do not follow us on social media, go and follow us on social media. Um, we post. We post some really great stuff on there, or it's maybe just funny to us. I don't really know. Who knows? I don't know. Um, but we do give uh, the information about what's coming up in the next month, and we're doing that on our website now too. Bookbestiespodcast.com. Visit our website. Um, and uh, see what's coming up. But so we've already released this on our social media. But since this is the last episode of the month, I thought I would go through it with you all. So our very first ep- episode of mm, of next book. month is going to be A Court of Thorns and Roses. And so that will be on November 1st by Sarah J. Moss. If you don't have you've never heard of these books, I don't know. Are you, you live under a rock? Like, where are you? Where are you right now? Then the next book. Welcome book, back from Antarctica. How are you? <laughs> right. Welcome home from space. Um, so uh, <laughs> on November 8th, we're going to read The Duke and I, which is the first book in the Bridgerton series. And neither of us own it. So Tom, put it right here. Seriously, oh, fucking put it right there. Right there. Thank you. We appreciate um, it. 
in Bridgerton series. Uh, that's the first book, The Duke and I. Um, and then on uh, November 15th, we will be reading this book, Station Eleven, by Emily St. John Mandel. And this is awesome, guys. Nice. I can tell you this. We, nice. We have Francesca yeah. Zappia coming back again to be on our podcast. Our Jesse. Yeah. So we love Francesca Zappia. If you have not listened to the episode in which she uh, guest starred with us in season two, we'll link that below. And we covered her, one of her books in season one, which is actually how we got connected with her and, you know, whatever. Um, But she wanted to come back again, but she wanted to read one of her favorite books, not a book of her own, which by the way, I freaking love that. I love that she's an author and she's like, I just want to read with you guys. She's like, I want to hang out with you guys. Let's fucking do it, man. So we'll talk a little bit more with her about writing again and we'll talk about she has a book coming out next early next year so we'll talk about that as well um and then uh on let's see november 22nd we will read this book when you get the chance by emma lord which is season four Molly put two books that we're reading this season on the season four list. And I'm like, Molly, you've are, we're reading them. And what are you doing? Um, so this and they is, are not a uh, surprise. Zero this, surprise. Here. This is YA and LGBTQ. Is that right? I think so. I think I it think is. So. Um, and then we will end the month on November 29th with this book before I fall by Lauren Oliver. And um, that covers beautiful. This isn't the original cover, but it is a really awesome cover. Um, and if you are an audiobook audiobook reader, the narrator for this book is Sarah Drew. She narrates all oh, of Lauren oh, Oliver's books. Grace. And that's part, the, that's part of the reason that I picked this book, Molly, was because Sarah uh, is just a phenomenal book narrator. And um, she narrates all of Lauren Oliver's. And so I, Sarah Drew is, is like, Sarah Drew is awesome. She's like one of my we favorite actresses. Drew. So, yeah. We love Sarah Drew. So that's what we've got coming up in November. Go follow us on social media. Go check out our website website um so we put sneak peeks and things there for you all the time so we're gonna go home now because both of us are tired molly we are filming in our homes i don't know that yes they fucking do did you guys know that of course they did that's my wall that i record in every week you're literally in your office like your bookshelf behind you secret locations (laughs) it's still secret (laughs) nobody knows where we are Oh, my God, guys. We got to go. It's been a long week, and it's Sunday. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Till next time. Bye. Love you, April. Love you. Thank you for joining us on Book Besties. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Views discussed here are those of Molly and April and not those of anyone else. Today's book was The Mary Shelley Club by Goldie Moldovsky. Your book besties are Molly Biggs, April Watkins, editing by Thomas Watkins, and music is Sleep Sweetly by Pritchetta. Don't forget to follow the book besties on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. If you'd like to contact the book besties, please email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com or our website, bookbestiespodcast.com.